Hey there, I'm Amy Schmidt, and welcome to Fearlessly Facing 50. Okay, I'm just going to say it. You don't have to be 50 to listen to this podcast. This podcast is for anyone at any age that is ready to be inspired to take action, to challenge yourself in ways you never thought possible. Each week, I'll be sharing stories of incredible people taking on the challenges and not allowing fear to stop them in their tracks. I'll be talking to experts and they'll share their insight and celebrities will share their journeys. So let's get started because you know what? We haven't peaked yet. We are just getting started. Hey there, I'm Amy Schmidt, host of the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast. Welcome. So happy you're tuning in today. I just wanted to give you a reminder for those of you that are following me on socials, I did make a change to my Instagram. My handle is now amy.k.schmidt, my author name. And you can find me also on Facebook at Fearlessly Facing 50. There's also a Facebook group I would love for you to join. It's an interactive group of women taking on the challenges of midlife and beyond. And that group is called Cannonball make your splash with confidence. So I encourage you to check it out. And as usual, one thing I mention is my website. It's fearlesslyfacing50, 50 50 is spelled out.com. I encourage you to subscribe and that way you'll get newsletters, not too often, but I try to do them every week, but sometimes every other with updates and giveaways and all sorts of great blog posts and links to all of the episodes if you may have missed one. So I encourage you to check that out. It's fearlesslyfacing50.com. So today I have a really special episode that's been in the queue for a while. You know, I have these episodes recorded, I think, through October, and this one's been sitting there, and I'm so excited that I get to share it today. It's the story of Sharon Ruckman, a composer, a pianist, and violist. She began taking piano lessons at eight years old. In junior high and high school, she studied with Rosetta Goodkind, a teacher at the Juilliard School of Music. She received her Bachelor of Music at New England Conservatory and Master of Music at Yale School of Music and Voice. She's a very special woman and has an inspiring journey to share that really is special, and you'll find out why. A little turning point in her journey was in 2015, when Ruckman's great uncle Rudy's viola found its way back to her. It's pretty incredible. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with the incredible Sharon Ruckman. funny how you go along in your path in life and all of a sudden things connect. And through this story that we're going to share today, a lot of it is about the power of Google, to be honest. So we're going to talk about the power of the internet and making connections and just this incredible story of Sharon Ruckman. So Sharon, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. I'm so happy that you're here and I'm so happy that our paths have crossed because you have an amazing story to share. So let's dig right in. So for those of you that are listening that may not know Sharon, give us just a little insight into you and a little bit of your story. Yes. Okay. Well, actually, I'm a musician composer and I studied piano and voice actually for a good chunk of my life. 
And right now I'm madly composing. It's just been an incredible experience. But primarily, as I said, I'm a musician and everything has evolved for me from the time I was little to what has transformed in my life right now, which has been extraordinary, which I'd like to share with you uh, as we along. Absolutely. So, you know, you started playing piano at eight, right? I took my first lesson at eight, but I actually had a piano earlier on. So when I was about five years old, I would sit at this piano in my parents' apartment and I would just kind of plunk away at the keys because I had all these little melodies going around in my head all the time. And so I did that. And then I took my first lesson at age eight and then continued on after that. Isn't that amazing? Is your family musical? So other than my great uncle, who was a virtual violinist, there really were no other musicians in the family. How funny. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that's an incredible gift you have. And to start at such a young age, you know, I watch sometimes on some of the shows, you know, Ellen DeGeneres or something will have a child on that is four or five and they're playing these incredible pieces. And it's just such an amazing gift to be a musician. So I want you to take me back to 2015 when this small viola was purchased by a young girl. And so let's start the story there because it's just amazing. Okay. I probably have to preface this a little bit because actually the first stack of sheet music from my great uncle Rudy, who played those pieces when he performed, uh, was given to me by a relative about 25 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Being in Connecticut, and this relative also lived in Connecticut and came to my house delivering this stack of sheet music. And I was beside myself. I said, wow, because I had heard about my great uncle Rudy growing up. And my grandfather actually took me to visit some of his fellow musicians. Oh, wow. Uh, Yes, which was pretty amazing. But I was always fascinated to know more about my great uncle because. It was a very sad story. He tragically died at age 25 at the Chicago World's Fair on his way to Los Angeles. He went up in a sightseeing plane and crashed. And he, as they said, only 25 years old. And I just want to know so much about this man. It was very important to me. So as I developed a website, I started to write blogs about him. And that's how, again, this gift of this viola came to me. But before that, and over all those years, from 25 years ago till now, I was receiving documents, receipts of the violins that my great uncle purchased. And by the way, he was a violinist, but he started out with the viola. Really? And And people would send you these things because they found you through your blog. Right. I'll explain that to you. I think part of it, too, is that. Just again, prefacing a little bit that there were documents and photos and various things that were coming to me along the way. Even my father had letters between my grandfather and Rudy. Uh, My grandfather was looking for work during a very difficult time. He was trying to find work around the country and Rudy supported him financially. And anyway, all of these things were coming. And then about six years ago, I received this email from an unknown sender, this young woman who played in the Richmond Youth Symphony Orchestra. Mm, In Virginia. Yeah. And she purchased a viola from Etsy. Oh, my gosh. 
she contacted me because my great uncle's name was associated with mine. Okay. Because of the website. Right. And, right. and with this email, there were two photos. The top photo was actually an original receipt in the Viola case from oh 1920. My gosh. Right. I read that it dated back to 1920. That's incredible. I know. It was amazing. And so she sent me this photo and it described who purchased it, which was Rudy's brother, who was also a violinist at the time. And he bought it for Rudy. And then under that was another photo. And this photo was basically a chin rest. And the chin rest had Rudy's name etched on it. 19. Oh my gosh. And I had chills up and down my body. And I absolutely. Thought, oh my God. I was so overcome with emotion. I said, what's happening here? What is this all about? Right. So, um, I then decided to purchase the viola okay. and then decided that I needed to play the viola, even though I had played the piano. I actually played the cello on and off for many years, but decided I needed to play this viola and I'm still playing the viola. Are I, you I, really? Oh, so you received it. So you purchased it and then it was sent to you and you opened it up. What was that like? It must've been incredible. Uh, as I said, I can't even describe the emotional part of it. It was just amazing because to think that this man that I was always so fascinated. Admired. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, admired had sent these gifts to me along the way. And by the way, what I didn't mention is that I had done three years of research on Rudy and because of the internet, had accumulated so much information about him, his concerts, et cetera, et cetera, that this viola actually came to me a month after, or at least the message from this woman came to me a month after I had stopped my research on my great uncle, Rudy. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, right. So we have to think that Maybe there's something we don't understand out there because it's pretty extraordinary. Pretty extraordinary is right. That's incredible. And just the power of the internet, to be honest. I mean, that's exactly. incredible. And this young woman in Richmond that reached out to you. I mean, right. that's just really the power of connection right. and there, what's meant to be. Yes. that. And I also wanted to say, this is the other part of this that's so amazing, that a year later, somebody else contacted me. And this man was a record collector. I had never heard my great uncle play before. And that was the thing that I had always longed to hear him play. Mm. This man told me that he had found one of my two great uncle's recordings from 1929. Wow. And so I ended up purchasing the original record. Right. And I actually finally heard him play. And I had oh. my eyes. I did. And there's still one Ave Maria, right? That is still circulating out there. It's still out there. I'm hoping it will eventually come to me, but who knows when. Oh, that's incredible. Menopause is so much more than hot flashes and the end of periods. It's difficulty sleeping, it's depression, weight gain, heart palpitations, and up to 34 other symptoms. But it doesn't have to be that way. Genev offers telemedicine for menopause. 
Our team of OBGYNs and health coaches bring the best of evidence-based medical care together with lifestyle management to improve your quality of life. Visit this first-of-its-kind online menopause clinic at genev.com. That's G-E-N-N-E-V.com. Go there now to book a virtual appointment, download the free guide to menopause, and shop wellness products for symptom relief. So you picked up this viola yes. and you had it repaired. I assume yeah. it must yeah, have needed some work. And then you taught yourself. No. So what happened is I took from a actually a violin teacher who okay. could give me the very beginner steps of learning how to play the viola because there's some similarity in sure. learning those two instruments in the beginning. Now I play with a wonderful teacher who plays with the New Haven Symphony. Right. She actually is still teaching me. I've been with her for two years now. Sharon, uh, how how old were you when you picked up that viola? Okay. And you really started learning that. I was age 66. I thought, am I I kidding or what? What's going on with my life? I'm 66, right. But it's never too late. You're never too old. I love that. Never too late. But I have to say that the thing that really has changed for me is that when I got this viola, I realized this was a message. And it was a message that said, you know what? You're being given a second chance to re-engage with music and make it joyful again in your life. It was so inspirational for me. And because of that, right, because of that, not only did I write the book, The Gift of Rudy, to tell Rudy's story, but I also have composed like crazy and I'm actually, even though I have a classical music background, I've been infusing bits of jazz and rock and blues and all kinds of other styles of music into my writing. And I formed an instrumental group that, plays my, that plays my music. It's composed of percussionist, a cellist, a violist, a flutist, a saxophonist, and me as the pianist. Oh. That's incredible. So it's incredible. See, it's just the power of finding joy at any stage of life. It really is. And it's such an incredible story. When we talk about confidence, you know, in women, it sometimes can be a struggle finding confidence. It is. Uh, Talk me through that a little bit because you find inspiration from Rudy and this journey has come together for you over time. But I'm sure there were parts of your journey where you didn't feel confident. How did you dig and really find that? Okay, well, there were two specific things that were very big obstacles for me. Even though I had a loving husband and all of those things and family, these were still challenges for me. And it was self-discovery, but I realized that I wasn't functioning and enjoying my life the way I wanted to. And I think that number one, getting back to the ADHD, that now there was recognition of what this was. And when I found that there may be some answers for me, especially because I wanted to create, it was very important for me to unearth the ideas that I had inside and to create and compose. I realized that I needed to ask for help and I didn't know what was going to come of that. But the fact is that I did seek help And I did get answers and it was pretty remarkable because I struggled for the first 50 some odd years. 
that was the first thing. And then to tell you honestly, a lot of this was about going through therapy on and off over the many years, because I recognized, I at least had a self-awareness that things were not right and that I needed to really overcome this in every way I could, because without that, and with living with certain things that were products of my parents, Mm -hmm. I would never be able to be free, to be liberated. And so I needed to really just go for that and just to do the therapy until I felt that I had the answers. But that took a lifetime of that too. That took probably the first also into my 40s or 50s to to be able to come to get, get an answer. And some of us do struggle with that. Actually, many of us struggle with that, but it's okay to get help. And I guess that's what I'm saying, that there's nothing, you shouldn't feel weak or insecure or feel like you're a failure if you're seeking help. Exactly. Help is important. Help is important. So much power in that. Thank you, Sharon. I appreciate that so much. And boy, Rudy would be awfully proud. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Have you ever had feelings, Sharon, where you just thought, oh, I just don't know if I can do this. You know, not even around music, but around anything. This podcast really focuses on women that just struggle sometimes with, you know, losing their identity and that type of thing. What words of advice would you give somebody listening that just is struggling with that? Because you've gone on to do amazing things. Right. I have to say that it was very difficult for me in my life. So this is an example of just the opposite of that. But I struggled with difficult, actually a dysfunctional family. I also struggled with ADHD. No one knew anything about that then. And so I guess for me is that to tell women that is obviously very important that they take care of themselves, that they find a way to just feel empowered, that there's so many opportunities out there to feel good about oneself. and you need to find what it is that makes you happy. You have to find a purpose. What is it that every day when you wake up, you want to do? That's what that's about. And for me, I actually got help with the ADHD. I was on medication for a while. And that actually took me from only sitting still for about 15 minutes to about 10 hours a day. And that's when I started to really compose when I was able to help myself with finding a way to come to some solutions with the ADHD. And then after a while, I got off the medication. But I'm saying that those are the kinds of things that are now more available for people. Exactly. That sort of thing that people can be helped and you can overcome all of this. And you just, as as I said, find the thing that brings you joy in life and go for it pursuing. Mm-hmm. So true. Putting fear aside, which is such a big thing. And also, I think for women, it's asking for help when you need it and using your resources. I talk about the power of network a lot because a lot of women struggle with knowing that everybody has a network, whether it's a personal network or a professional network. Look at what you have done with forming this incredible musical group. And it's just so powerful. So I hope women listening are really encouraged by this message because there's so much power in it. Right. And you never know when it's going to come. And this is the other interesting thing about it, Amy. I wished that maybe this would have come 30 years ago, but it didn't. And I also feel that I wasn't ready for it. 
And everybody's ready at a certain time in their life to experience something new and to find something joyful. And sometimes it doesn't come when you want it to, but the point is you have to embrace it when it comes. It doesn't matter how old you are. Exactly. That's so true. That's so powerful. Thank you. You know, so where do you see yourself, Sharon? You're doing so many amazing things. You were supposed to be speaking. Isn't that coming up, that big event where you were chosen as one of the speakers? Just can you talk a bit about that? Yes. So this is a program called The Second Act. Right. About people like myself who have decided that later in their life, they want to just do something that brings just a lot of happiness to their lives. It's also something that is important to them that they haven't experienced before. And that's what that program was about. I actually had a number of library presentations that were pertaining to my book, The Gift Mm -hmm. of Rudy. Um, And those were canceled, postponed, I don't know yet. Um, I also had this, is a beautiful after-school program in Washington, Connecticut, that is sponsored by Palabolus. And they do some great things in the arts for students. And I had written a piece for that and it was supposed to have been performed April 7th, but they're trying to find another date now right. to perform right. it. Oh, um, that'll be wonderful. I think there are things like that. You know, there are a lot of recordings I want to do. We actually supposed to perform with our group in May, but that doesn't look like it's happening right now. So right. all of this will uh, happen. It's just a matter of now just waiting a little waiting. bit. Waiting, yeah, yeah, allowing it to unravel over time. Yeah, we just don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty at this point. Right. Right. Well, I love your story. I was so inspired when I read it. And I will link everything in the episode notes. Sharon has a wonderful book called The Gift of Rudy, which will be linked there. Also her website where you can go on and listen to her pieces. And one of Rudy's pieces is linked there, correct? Yes, it is. So his original recording, 1929, is actually on there, along with MP3s. So recent pieces I've done. And I actually have some really cool videos of tango dancers dancing to my music. Oh my gosh, it's just (laughs) incredible. I have to watch that. I have not watched those, but I've listened to your music and it's just absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much for taking time to share your story and just your message. And, you know, it's such an incredible gift that we have as women to just keep reaching and keep dreaming because you never know how things come together. And I thank you so much for sharing. And thank you, Amy. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great sunny day. You too. Thanks so much for tuning in the episode today. You know what? I love to engage with my community. There's nothing better than linking arms and furthering the conversations. If you haven't left a review yet and you're finding the content of the podcast engaging and inspiring you in some way, If you haven't yet, leave a podcast review on Apple. And go ahead and follow me on socials. I'm everywhere, man. Instagram, amy.k.schmidt. You can follow me there. And on Facebook, I have a page called Fearlessly Facing 50. 50 is spelled out. As well as a great group that launched a few months ago. It's interactive, engaging, and it's all like-minded people that are linking arms and cheering each other on through challenges, and through celebrations. Check it out on Facebook. It's called Cannonball. Make your splash with confidence. 
And if you're a Twitter person, now I don't tweet much, to be honest, but Amy Facing 50, I'm there on Twitter as well. So like I always say, go forth and be awesome. Love yourself and reach out to someone who really could use a little love this week. Be in touch soon.